This is Adam Gorney with the Respect My Decision podcast this week, joined by NFL player Carl Nassib and Liz Davidson of Financial Finesse. And they have NIL Long Game, which is definitely an interesting product. NIL is a very saturated market, but this is something different. Um, I'll throw it to you guys and, and you can kind of explain it and, and why you kind of, you know, started this, uh, started this. All right, I'll, I'll start off. Yes, Liz Davidson, uh, founder and CEO of Financial Finesse. And just taking a quick step back, we are the leading provider of financial coaching programs that sports organizations, leagues and unions provide professional uh, sports players. And uh, so we're very, very committed to athletes and getting them on the, in the right place financially and know all the challenges of that. We, uh, when NIL passed, uh, we looked at this and we said, wow, I mean, what an amazing wealth building opportunity. But also, my God, you got to really be careful here. What, a, what an opportunity to go the wrong direction, right? right? What an opportunity for young you know, college students to end up spending this money, owing taxes they can't afford to pay, getting themselves in trouble with contingent deals that they then have to pay you know, portions of it back. They really, really need the help to make sure that this goes in the right direction for their financial future. And we want to get involved and we want to do this as a philanthropic initiative, because if you can get college students started off with a head start financially in life, I mean, that changes the trajectory of their entire life and potentially even future generations. Right. And, and that's the thing. And, and, you know, I'm in this industry and, and, and I know NIL and how it's working and it's incredibly confusing. Um, yep. You know, I, okay. I, I, okay. I'll go to this school for a $3 million NIL deal. What does that mean? When do I get the money? Who pays it? How do I get paid? All of those things is, is that kind of the idea here that you're going to sort of educate and inform players that, Hey, it does when you say $3 million, that means 1.5 because of taxes, those kinds of things that, that, that have to come through. Absolutely. And, and also, how do you really run this as a business? If you're operating at that level in particular, you really have a business going on, right? So you have to think intentionally as a business. And, you know, obviously taxes are a huge part of that. And then how do you figure out how much of that money needs to go from kind of this NIL business <clears throat> to your personal finances and then how do you take that and get a major head start imagine being able to invest a lot of that at age 18 or 19 what yeah. that's going to be when you're even 30 or 25 <clears throat> it's incredible it's the right. opportunity is incredible but you have to do it right right yeah so it's yeah sorry i was just going to say like it's it's a resource and it's a, a very very valuable resource that from top to bottom whether you're making a couple hundred dollars you know when I was in college, $500 would have gone a really, really long way. Yeah. Um, and from there all the way to the to the massive deals you see, this is something that can be incorporated into any level of NIL deals. We're seeing them become more lucrative all the time. We're seeing them become just more competitive. So this is something that I really believe in. When I was in college, I would have killed for NIL to be a thing, right? I was so incredibly broke. I went from being a walk-on to a scholarship player and it really didn't it i was still broke right it right. was just it was like i was taking out loans versus my 
you know, I wasn't taking out loans, but the day-to-day finances are still pretty bleak. So I would have really have enjoyed just in making a little bit of extra cash. I had summer jobs, but it was a struggle. To, if anything happened out of the ordinary, any rainy day, I was not prepared. But these kids need to be advocated for. They, we need to advocate for them. We need to show that this is a great opportunity, but you need to be educated. I've seen so many guys in my career make horrible financial decisions. I've seen so many guys make incredible financial decisions. And the difference is education. Yeah. And this is what this is. It's an educational tool that even if you're not an athlete and you don't have an NIL deal, there's still something there for you anyway. Right. We had Liz and I had this conversation yesterday. We were like, yeah, there's, there's material here that is very specific to managing NIL deals, but there's also just general education, which in culture and society, we all can agree on financial education is much more is much needed and we need more of it. Yeah, it's certainly lacking. And I think also the earlier you start, the more money you're going to have. I mean, that's proven true over time. Carl, how would, as a, as a guy that was recruited out of high school, maybe more lightly than you should have been, um, how do you balance? I appreciate that. (laughs) It's partly our fault. Yeah. (laughs) I was going to say something about that, but no, you're good. Yeah. How do you balance, man, this school's giving me the most NIL money versus this school is preparing me the best for a possible NFL future or what I want to do professionally? That is, that is a great question. And that is something that I feel is a very new question. And it depends on the player. I think in my, like, I think it's always good to follow the money, but you have to know who's giving you the money. You have to trust the people and trust the program and you, you, you can easily look up the history of the coaches. Do they stick around or do they follow their word? Um, this is again, a great opportunity for young athletes to, to earn money, but it is also very, um, very necessary for them to do their homework. Um, and for the parents to do their homework, the parents are, as we're learning, getting more and more involved with, because they, they don't have agents, right? Their parents are their agents. So that, this is also an educational tool for parents too. Yeah. So um, they just have to do their homework. They have to do the due diligence um, to make sure they're not being taken advantage of. Um, but again, it's such a great opportunity for college athletes to finally get their fair share. You said also, Carl, that um, you've seen people make great financial decisions and very bad financial decisions. And I think the younger you are, probably the worse your financial decisions will be just because, okay, now I have $150,000. I'm going to go buy a Ferrari and drive it to, to, to campus, those kinds of things. Yeah. You, would you guys recommend they get financial advisors, business managers, or is, or, or is this something that they could probably learn themselves at that level of NIL deal? I'll tell you what I've seen. I can go on for an hour about horrible financial decisions, but I also could go on for an hour about some really cool businesses. My teammates throughout the years have started for themselves, how they're using their brand in a positive way. But what this does, it moves the bell curve back, the educational bell curve back four years of people making these mistakes, not just not just football players, but all all athletes. And it moves the bell curve back of learning so they can make those mistakes of, oh, I wasted that. $5,000 check instead of that $5 million check. So I think it's incredibly positive. I think that because it's more than just the football teams and it can be, it's spread throughout all sports. 
it can become culturally relevant to be financially savvy. It's culturally relevant right now to blow all your money, to chase clout, to chase this very um, shallow level and shallow image of success. But if it could become culturally relevant and popular to be financially savvy, the ripple effects of really popular athletes being financially savvy will bleed into other aspects and it will just, you know, have such a po positive impact and there'll be role models for more than just being athletes. There'll be role models for like being very, very intelligent human beings. Yes. Yeah, Adam, I'd love to, to kind of add on to that with, with two comments. Um, mm -hmm. You had asked about, you know, how much should parents and student athletes be considering the education and support provided by the schools versus just the dollars, right? right. Mm -hmm. And I think you really want an intersection of both, right? You want, if you, if you 100%. have ability to get to a school that has collectives and, and really is, is able to give you, you know, good NIL earnings, that's great. But I think it really is a both and. You also need to make sure that school is providing, you know, and we are one part of the ecosystem with NIL Long Game. Yep. Yes, look for NIL Long Game, but also look for a school that really is putting uh, resources into educating their athletes, making sure that, for example, they have required courses for athletes around personal financial literacy. Yep. They're connecting the Alston money with enrichment activities. You know, they really are in this, maybe have an NIL coordinator that can help the kids because it's not what you make, it's what you keep. What you keep starts with what you make. So you do want to have that opportunity, but you have to get to the bottom line of what you keep. Um, in terms of professional advisors, certainly once you get to making, you know, large amounts of NIL money into the millions plus, you know, that is something that, that needs to be considered for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, what I think is critically important is that there are resources that students can tap to be educated around how to vet these advisors and their parents should be involved in this yep. and manage them because there's so much uh, opportunity for fraud. If you just kind of chase which advisor has the highest return, it can be yep. a big, big problem. Yeah. Speaking of great financial decisions, I got in PayPal at 270 and now it's at 80. So I'm very happy with that decision. <laughs> so maybe I need uh, maybe I need some help too professionally. Yeah, I'm sitting I'm, in it. I'll be fine. It'll be a long, it's a long term play. I'm OK. I'm still young. Uh, Liz, you, you talked about once, uh, you know, managing your money with the same intention um, as competing in your sport. And I think that was like like an interesting statement of. Yes, I need to I need to focus on my sport and be the best I can be. But the 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 other side of that is when this NIL money comes in, when a contract comes in, this I just can't say, oh, I have all this money in the bank and there's nothing I can do with it and I should be just spending it. I mean, just yeah. kind of talk to that and what that means. Yeah, it's I think it's having a mindset that um, you know, you really are going to educate yourself and establish you know, a process and a routine and a sense of accountability, right, for how you use your money. And this goes within your NIL or, you know, business. And we do recommend running it as a business, setting up an entity, an LLC, for example, and really looking at it as a business that needs to save for taxes, needs some reinvestment potentially in business expenses associated with those deals, but then needs to get the money over to your personal finances, 
And then applying that same intentionality to your personal finances. Because when you think of yourself as a CEO or a boss, it's a totally different mindset. A boss determines what's going to happen. A boss does not allow things to happen to them. A boss takes control and is proactive. And we set up, based on a book uh, I wrote recently released called Money Strong, a framework um, called START that helps the athletes approach this with intention. Set yourself up for financial success. It's the S part. Tackle your financial stress. Attain the life you want. Role model good financial habits and behaviors. And thrive by living your purpose. And the idea is if they apply that framework to the business side of NIL, and the personal side of NIL, they're really leveraging their skills of as an athlete, the discipline, the routine, the playbook mentality to be successful. Yeah, Carl, as, as an NFL player and, and someone who did, you know, walked on then became a scholarship player, how do you balance? What is your what does your life look like? Like let high school football players know how do you balance the football part of it with just chasing NIL dollars, which could be, you know, not the right path to getting to that money? That's, it's a great question. And to, to comment on what Liz was saying earlier about attack, I mean, attacking your, the education part just as vigorously as you do your sports, it's, and we, we can all agree, it's not that complicated either. Like with just the basics of financial wellness can take you such a long way. And when you have athletes, especially college athletes who are already busy with school and their sport, it does, you know, it, it might be a little daunting to add another big thing to your plate. But if I could just tell them one thing, it's just, it's not that complicated, right? I'm not an expert, but like, once you know the basics, a lot of things start to click and you might not know the best investment, you know, portfolios, but what you'll learn is the right questions to ask, right? Just being educated on what to ask goes such a long way. You don't need to know all the answers, but you just know how to talk the language. And that's like, that's the biggest take home message is it's really not that complicated. It's very easy to get educated. And what that education will do now will save you so much money in the future. will open doors for you in the future. And we'll like, we'll just create opportunities. Like I'm sitting here on this podcast with, incredible people talking about a really positive product because I just got educated years ago, yeah. right? This is an incredible opportunity for me personally. And I would have never happened if I never got educated. So it, it is not super complicated. It's fun, right? It's interesting. And it's something that anybody can do. Yeah. My, uh, my father-in-law sort of lives by a rule of, uh, you know, money isn't happiness, but it's freedom. It, it allows you 1000%, 1000% to, yeah, to do what you want. I think it's happiness too. I mean, it's nice. To have, I'm pretty happy. Yeah, money. <laughs> Liz, what is financial wellness coaching for people that don't understand what this is? How important is it? And to understand this sort of niche of the financial world to sort of get your mind around everything that it could be. So financial wellness coaching is unbiased, meaning it is unaffiliated with any financial product or service sales. It's not advice and it's not money management. So there's no, it's completely free of any conflicts of interest. Um, if you have, a, if someone is telling you they're a financial coach and then they start trying to sell an insurance policy or an annuity or, hey, let me manage your money, they're not a financial coach. Financial coaches are strictly focused on 
the best interest of whoever they're coaching. And they're typically paid by an organization. I mean, you know, they're, they're, they, they are paid. They're just not making money off of the athlete. Um, And then really what it is, is personalized coaching that helps athletes identify, you know, what are my opportunities, right? With NIL, how do I take the money I make and put it to best use? How do I cover Like, you know, Carl mentioned he was on scholarship. He had some basic needs that some of that money would need to go to cover. And then how do I begin to establish an emergency fund? How do I begin to look at some, you know, longer term goals? And for those making a lot of money, how do I invest this? How much do I invest in? Where do I invest in how? So that I am really setting myself up for success. And, you know, you mentioned PayPal, I think. Was that? Yes, unfortunately. You Kudos kudos general general philosophy would be mutual funds that are diversified a lot of these students do day trading and crypto and while they might get lucky what you really want to do if you're setting yourself up long term is Mm -hmm. put your money in the market in a very diversified way through mutual funds that you know are really gonna make sure if one investment goes down you know you have some balance with those that go up and you know, you're setting yourself up for long-term sustainable success. Right. 1,000%. How, how do kids access NIL long game? How do they get involved? How, how, how can they know about this more? So go to www.fffhub.com backslash NIL. Say that again, www.fffhub.com backslash NIL. You get immediately into NIL long game. And, you know, all you need is an EDU address. There's a simple registration form with your sport, your school, your graduation year. You get in and you can go through the process, get certified and show, share that certification on your social with brands, with future employers, because it's showing you really are knowledgeable, committed and disciplined. After this podcast, I'm going to get my money out of Silvergate Bank. I know it's uh, it's only down 50% this morning and and polka dot and tether and, and everything else. <laughs> I thought I was Yo, going to break it big. <laughs> you, are going, you are going through it right now, my guy. That's so <laughs> right, right. Uh, Carl Nassib, Liz Davidson, this is the Respect My Decision podcast.